Yeah, so the theme on this one is brunch. I like brunch. Who doesn't like eggs and I booze? Know, I well, know. Maybe not the booze for me, but the <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Curdcast, the podcast for people who like to eat cheese. I'm your host, Jen Mason, and with me today is my co-host, Julie Faithan Balzer. Hi, Julie. Hey, Jen. You ready for some cheese? I am always, like, born ready for cheese. I know. That's why I invited you. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Just standing invitation. I like standing. it. Standing. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I was going to say, you're pretty in pink. I, I have one pink thing, and I'm wearing it today, and everybody at work, everybody at our store noticed uh, that it's I had pink It's so on. unusual for you to wear pink, but it's good for your coloring. I like it. I don't know. I think it's just stain. I like black, because, you know, when you're working around cheese, around people with cheese, you're going to get cheese on you. So, uh, but I'm, I'm enjoying wearing pink today, and you're lovely in red. So we're perfectly dressed for this box, and we're doing this... Um, the week before we're shipping this out, uh, and I'm super excited. And we came up with this brunch idea um, on a car trip with all of my managers, headed up to one of our distributors to go try cheese, see how the cheese process works, all that good stuff. And we just, you know, while I drove, I made them brainstorm themes for this. And it was a working trip. It's totally a working trip from start to finish. But what I wanted to say is like. People have been asking us about themes. We're really, really getting ready to grow and expand and start taking this um, nationwide. We're going to be doing a Kickstarter between now and um, the start of our next box. I'm not going to reveal when exactly we're launching it, but very soon. So if you have friends or you're interested in, go to curdbox.com and leave your name, um, uh, leave your email uh, in the little pop-up that comes or at the bottom of the page so you can be first to know because we're going to have some fun um, early bird um, opportunities on our Kickstarter, but we're going to go nationwide. And people keep asking us, like, are you going to do a local box? Well, here's the funny thing. When you ship it to 48 states, because right now we're not going to be able to do Alaska and Hawaii. Sorry, guys. Uh, local means something different. Um, so while we will do Vermont boxes and California boxes and Italian boxes, we also will do, like, we did salt and pepper and hold my beer and Today it's brunch, and so we just have so much fun. Like we walk through life and think, how can we turn that into a cheese box? And here's something else that we found out. We've been doing research. We've been talking to our people as we get ready to grow here. We're doing a lot of talking to our customers and our subscribers. And um, you know what people are asking is, yeah, but what pairs with what in the box? I wonder ah, which. That's my favorite question. Isn't that funny? That is my favorite. Well, I mean, they do have the card that tells you all about it. But really, the answer is everything in the box is meant to go together. I mean, that's my exactly. assumption. Yes. So it's, that's why we like to triple decorate sometimes. Right. So we know some people aren't listening to our podcast because they would know we try everything with everything. <laughs> but so if you're listening to this because podcast, they the walk first around time, sad all day. That's I how we know, know they're not listening to I our know. podcast. <laughs> so if you're fun. sad all day, it's because you're not listening. Yeah, come hang out. And if you get done listening to ours, Julie's got her own podcast, by the way. And maybe we'll we'll give a little plug um, for Julie's Cross other promotion. World. Totally. <laughs> so brunch is fun and you know um, everybody thinks of brunch differently I um, I have this ongoing issue with brunch um, my in-laws like to do brunch but I'm always like but we want to do it at 11 and I'm up at 7 so I want breakfast so then I'm gonna have lunch so why don't we just call it lunch or you know because it's brunch but if I could do brunch at 930 I'd be all for it yeah but then it's breakfast I know this is my problem but the thing that I like about brunch is that it means that I can have breakfast and you can have lunch and everybody's and satisfied that is perfect as long as you don't have preconceived notions about what I'm going to order when we get there and I can choose between the eggs benedict or turkey sandwich turkey sandwich I'm all in 100% I'm a fan of meals that are not necessarily on the beaten path brunch yeah. dinner 
yeah. all those kinds. When of you things. go to a restaurant, uh, do you like to eat off the specials menu, or do you usually eat off the regular menu? You know, I try to order the specials if they're at all appealing, only because I feel like that's what was fresh in the market, and that's what's potentially interesting to the chef that day. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of what appeals to me just about Herd Box too is the idea of like. I know what cheeses I like. I know the, like the cheeses that I go for every time. But I there are a lot of cheeses that are like things I wouldn't have picked out for myself or pairings that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know how that's going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's fun, do you know what I mean, to have that experience of somebody else telling you, no, no, try this. It really is good. Yeah. Good. Well, that's that's what I like to hear. And that's actually what we're hearing from a lot of our of our subscribers, they're liking, when we ask them what they like best about it, is that it's a moment for them to try something new. And what we've felt and um, found out through a lot of our research is essentially people don't want to eat boring. And our lives get to be the same, you know, week after week. We, I don't know about you, I know you have an Instagram occult, uh, Instagram occult? Mm. Uh, you have an Instagram account called What Julie Ate. And, and you are a big foodie, but you know, we look at these Instagram accounts we, we like and we tag them or putting things on Pinterest. My mom is forever like, I think she uses Facebook as her Pinterest. She just like posts recipes that she's going to maybe one day make, but we don't make them. We get to the grocery store, we're in a hurry, we want to get it done. We put the same six vegetables in our cart and the same three meats in our cart. And we get the same milk and the same drinks and the same, and we do the same thing. And you get home, you're like, oh, I don't have the stuff. To be exciting. So we kind of think that with this box, you get to like, at least for one meal, not be boring, not eat boring. Um, and so we should start tasting some things. We can keep chatting yeah. as we go. So um, let's start in the corner here with our Prairie Breeze. So Prairie Breeze, and you can go ahead and dig in while I tell you a little bit about Prairie it. Prairie Breeze. Let me see. I'm going to smell it here. Yep. Mm. Smell. It smells, my guess, just from smelling yes. it. Yes. Is that it's going to be cheddar-esque. It is. It actually is cheddar-esque. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm so good. So, and I'm going to, since you went right to that. Yeah. Um, so, I'm reading some of the notes. So, we ask all of our vendors to give us some information. So, we make sure we don't tell you things are vegetarian, mm. it and aren't. Um, so, first of all, this is cow's milk. It is pasteurized. And it is a vegetarian rennet. And it is nine months old. Those are like the important mm. facts. It's delicious. And it has those crystals. What are those things exactly. you taught me about before? Tyrosine crystals. Mm. So um, it it's sweeter than a mouth. typical cheddar. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things they said here was um, that the product is often referred to as a cheddar. And while it's actually technically true, it, it, it's a cheddar recipe. Um, it's made like a cheddar. Um, they use a unique blend of culture. So those are the things that go into the milk at the beginning that yield a flavor profile that's really different from other cheeses that sit in this category. So it's this is a favorite in our store. Mm. Um and, uh, you know, every once in a while we like to bring things that, that we know our customers are already loving and we have, um, because they're tried and true and like everybody loves this. It's, it's an easy one when we have somebody who's, you know, struggling and wants to find a cheese that everybody's going to love. Maybe they like a stinky cheese and they mm -hmm. like a blue cheese and they're like, but I need something else that everybody will love. This it has is a it. very strong flavor and yet at the same time it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. And I would also say that, like, I always thought of cheddars as very waxy before mm -hmm. I started eating cheese with you. <laughs> and I've definitely, like, this is creamy and rich, mm -hmm. and it has that grainy texture, not in a negative way, mm -hmm. but just in a descriptive way, mm -hmm. from the little crystals and, like, the contrast in your mouth, the mm -hmm. way that, like, the creamy and the crystals sort of 
move together like it's a very nice experience it does have a lingering mm -hmm. taste in your mouth which is also pleasant and it makes me think that it's a cheese that's going to pair well with a number of various things mm -hmm. because it is both pleasant smooth and yet uh has that like kind of tingle afterwards mm -hmm. yeah and if you think of the thing, so it's like we said, it's a little sweeter too. Sweet goes with spicy. Sweet goes with savory. Sweet goes with sweet. Sweet, sweet goes, goes with, with tangy. <laughs> sweet goes with everything. Okay. So now we're going to move on to something fun. So um, before we go on, when you think of brunch and breakfast, breakfast and lunch together, what are some of the flavors you think of? Uh, I think of eggs. Mm -hmm. I think of uh, pancakes. Mm -hmm. I think of, I mean... What do I think Are you of a when bagel I brunch? Oh, hello. Yes, yeah. I love bagels, cream mm -hmm. cheese, all that stuff. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Strawberry jam. I know toast. you're not a coffee person, but yes, definitely. I I don't jam. drink coffee, but I eat things that taste like coffee. That's weird. I cannot get myself to drink a cup of coffee, but I will eat coffee flavored well, anything. I can only drink coffee if there's milk and sugar in it. So really, I'm drinking <laughs> milk and sugar with some coffee flavor. Ah, uh, well, I should try that. Okay, so we have some of those flavors. So this first, uh, this first thing that really calls to those flavors. Um, I mean, I think. We have cheddar in, in a lot of our breakfast foods, um, but the, ne the next cheese we're tasting is um, Everything Fresh Goat Cheese. This is from Vermont Creamery. It is the goat cheese with everything bagel on the outside. So it's rolled it's in. It's rolled like in like, like a bagel is normally rolled in it. This is rolled in it. Um, and um, so this is from Vermont Creamery, obviously from Vermont. Here's a funny thing. It's made in Websterville, Vermont. And anybody who has met our general manager and buyer, mm, Julianne, smells good. will know her last name is Webster. So every time I hear this place, I think she's had her own little town of Websterville. That's not what it is. It's just a lovely little town in Vermont. Um, mm, so, again, the texture mm -hmm. of the seeds and the stuff all around you're feeling. There is a sharpness mm -hmm. to this cheese. Like, it's definitely, if you're expecting... Because if you're thinking bagel, you're thinking cream cheese. It's definitely not cream cheese. It's definitely a goat cheese with that strong tang mm -hmm. that goat cheese has. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. lovely sharpness totally. that makes salads come alive mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. I think this would be really nice with a sweet jam. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about what would you put on an everything bagel, and it kind of would go with this. I will put salmon and capers, mm -hmm. and it would go great with that. It would so, so go It's a nice that. alternative to cream cheese, mm -hmm. and like... You know, I think that sometimes I feel like eating cream cheese almost masks the flavor of the bagel mm -hmm. in a weird way. Yeah. And like this, I feel like because it has that lemon sharpness, yeah. would bring out the flavor. Yeah. I think it's like grown-up cream cheese. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> cream cheese for yeah. grown-ups. So, um, so Vermont Creamery, they've been around for 34 years. Um, I love the story. So I have to read this so I get this right. But um, they were founded in 1984 by two young entrepreneurs, Allison Hooper and Bob Reese. Um, Allison had learned how to make cheese during an internship on a farm in France. Um, Bob was working for the Vermont Department of Agriculture, and he he was charged with the organizing of a dinner featuring all Vermont-made hmm. products, right? So um, it was a French chef that was doing the cooking, and he requested a fresh goat cheese. This is... Um, Again, 1984, and we feel like cheese and goat cheese and, and American cheese has been around forever, but really artisanal cheese was not. So You're saying um, that this is Big Brother cheese from 1984. <laughs> no. So so Bob reached out to um, to find a local producer. He couldn't find one. He reached out to Allison. 
who was working in the dairy lab. She was milking goats, um, and she made the cheese, and it was it was a hit. And Vermont Kramer was born that night. Like, That's cool. They loved it, and it made it, and mm-hmm. um, and now it's this it's this lovely large company. You can find what I love about this is. Pretty much anywhere anybody's listening to this podcast in the U.S., you can get Vermont Creamery cheese. Well, you know cheese. what I was thinking, too, is that, like, I, eating that goat cheese by itself, I can't remember a time that I ever ate a piece of goat cheese yeah. by itself. Mm-hmm. Like, goat cheese is a pairing cheese. You yeah. always spread it on something. You always add it to something. Mm-hmm. You always mix it in with something. Mm-hmm. Whereas cheddar, like, yeah, you grab a hunk of cheddar. Right. So that that's just an interesting thing when you're tasting it by itself. And I do think one of the things that you know we do all the time with all these boxes is pairings make a difference they really change the way that mm-hmm. something tastes you know i've been um i'm i'm an artist and i deal with a lot of color and i've been taking this class where they take an image and they change just the color that's next to it and suddenly yeah. that thing you thought was black turns out to be blue the thing yeah. that you thought was black turns out to be green the thing that you thought was green turned out to be orange i mean just yeah. like insane stuff right. That's about things being relative. Mm-hmm. And I think flavor is exactly the yeah. same way. Yeah. And so that's why what goes with what, to loop back to that, is yes. <laughs> exactly. And I just think um, it's always great to get feedback. For those of you who don't know, like I really think of our company as a startup with a cheesy core. And I really think it's important to always be getting feedback. Always ask people what they like. Sometimes people are going to give you suggestions that you can't take. But there's something in what they're saying. So... Somebody was saying, you need to tell us what things go together. And I was like, ah, no, I don't need to tell you that. What I need to tell you is everything goes together and that will simplify it. And I wasn't giving that message. So starting now, starting today, we're telling everybody, everything goes with everything. Um, Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. And I think, you know, we like pair two things, three things together as we go along. So anyways... Um, we're going to stay with the same company. We have a twofer in this box. We've done Ooh. it, uh, I think, once before. And um, so so we're sticking with Vermont Creamery, same lovely comp- company with the same lovely story. And we're going to try St. Albans. Um, so this is named for the town of St. Albans, Vermont. Um, and it's named for them because they get their cow's milk because they uh, started as a goat's milk um, cheese company. So they get their cow's milk from the St. Albans Cooperative. Um, and uh, we've got something special here. So it comes like this. It comes in this little crock. Mm-hmm. And um, I I warmed this up earlier, but we've been chatting for a while, so it's gotten a little cool. But I took some out here. Mm-hmm. So we have some both cold, but it's not cold because we had it sitting out for a little while. And then some that I put in the oven. So you can take this crock. So it comes with this. And you can put it in there. And this is like a so more it's like, like a, a fondue. What are you talking about than this? It's like a little ceramic dish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they can't see that, can they? <laughs> I'm holding it for you. So, um, so yeah. So, this is going to be a little creamer. And a little while ago, it was even, like, you can get it almost molten fondue-esque. But you can also eat it straight, you know, out of the tub without heating it up. So. Okay. Let's see if there's a taste difference. Mmm. So this is a bloomy rinded cheese. Mm-hmm. Falls into the same category as um, like a brie, but this one has, this is going to be a complicated name, and you don't have to remember this after I said it, but it's a geotrichum rind. So it's a wrinkly rind, what we call a brainy rind cheese. This is my kind of cheese, man. I knew you were going to like this. This is my kind of cheese. I'm yeah, going to yeah. try the cold So try it cold, now. too. And this one will, um, this one ages nicely. So this is, it gets shipped out at just 11 days old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has to be pasteurized cheese. Because we've talked about that before. Um, uh, it can't be raw unless it's at least 60 days old. 
I don't taste a huge difference in the cooled and the warm. Yeah. I mean, like, I think there would probably be a texture difference when it was super melty. Yep. We, we hadn't been, as we do, chatting so yeah, we much. we should have eaten first. Yeah. <laughs> Eat first, talk later. Um, but, yeah, I and I like both of them very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So great. So it kind of is um, it's more of an atmospheric or experience thing. Do you want to have a dippy fondue? Mm-hmm. In which case, you know, warm it up. But it's creamy and it's gentle. And even though I'm a fan of stinky cheeses, this is not a stinky cheese. I definitely could give this to someone who doesn't like a stinky mm-hmm. cheese. But it has some of that wonderful umami, mm-hmm. that soft, lovely feeling in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's creamy and warm it's and got it a rolls around to and it, too. it does too. And I also think like, while, and it's still flavorful without mm-hmm. being in that like stink mouth feeling. Yeah. Yeah, um, this one has. Won, I mean, like everything that we're giving you today has won some sort of awards. This one, the 2019 Good Food Award, so fresh mm-hmm. off the, off the Good Food Award truck. Uh, good <laughs> um, job award. It's That's won a good one. U.S. Champion Cheese Contest. It's won a Sophie Award, which is a fine food, especially food award. Um, it's just absolutely delicious and fun. So I think we should start. Talking about some pairings here. Well, I have to admit, I did crunch on a bagel chip. I know. Already. You might have heard it. Yeah, yeah. But a bagel chip Let's is an amazing thing. Let's start with the thing. bagel chip. So bagels for breakfast. So you know, we couldn't resist. We came up with the idea of everything chef, and I love that. By the way, the little quip we put on here is that this cheese is everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I had to point that out because it's just really funny. So um, yeah, so the bagel chips. So these are made by Spielmans um, in Portland, Oregon. And they um, actually started as a um, coffee company. Mm. And then they decided to, um, and they were doing like roasting shade-grown coffee beans. I don't know what a shade-grown coffee bean is, but I'm Doesn't guessing the sense. coffee beans are grown in the shade. Right. Um, but uh, they decided to, they, they called on a longtime friend, Trenton mm-hmm. Carr, who came in and developed a bagel recipe for them. Um, and now the bagels are sewn in, sold in four retail locations of their own. They wholesale to a bunch of customers. And the bagel chips are available all over the well, country. Well, the bagel chips appear to be mini bagels. Like, this is not a big honking right. bagel round. Yeah. I mean, this is like the size of, it's like a half dollar, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I will say is I've had bagel chips that are really almost tough. Like, you feel like you're mm-hmm. breaking your tooth to get yeah. into it. This is delicate, very buttery, mm-hmm. definitely very salty, mm-hmm. which I like, but definitely makes me think it will pair with some things yeah. because the salt will set and off. And this is the sea salt bagel chips. They have other flavors, but these are the sea salt, and they're getting their salt from um, a company called Jacobson Salt, who is actually getting it um, from water. They're not using mm. salt mines. So um, they say it just gives it a better, brighter flavor and... Um, I just I'm thinking think the goat really, cheese is going to be happy with that. I think, I think when we're going to come around and pair those two together, it will be a happy place. Um, all right, so let's go to the jam next. And, mm. you know, I think you're going to need to use a, a, a vehicle to get for this it to one. me. But um, so this is Side Hill Farm Jam. And what I love about these guys is, one, they have, like, a billion delicious flavors. So oh, my gosh. You will see them again. This is strawberry oh rhubarb. Oh, my gosh. Right? Okay. This is beyond jam. This is like <laughs> a fruit compote. This is so rich. It's almost, to me, in some ways, feels like a fruit leather mm. because it has that intensity of flavor when you get, when you really boil fruit down. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, put that on ice cream, man. Right? Put that on. Like, that, to me, in big, like a spoonful of that mixed in with yogurt in the morning would be the most delicious treat. It's fabulous. It's very good. So do you know why it tastes so good? 
Mm, it's full of sugar? No, because they don't use pectin. So it's just mm. um, it's just fruit uh, and sugar. That's why the flavor is so intense. And by the way, mm-hmm. for people who don't know what pectin is. Yeah, so pectin is sort of a setting agent that will... It's, it's actually found naturally. So if you've ever seen... If you ever try to make strawberry jam and you have strawberries that have a little bit of the yellowy green part, like the whole strawberry isn't red, that's better for making strawberry jam because there's pectin in that part. Um, of the of the strawberry that helps uh, gel it, basically. Gel it exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, these days when you're making jam, when you I go by your jam, I didn't know that you could make jam without pectin. Yeah, you just keep cooking it, cooking it, cooking it. It's more expensive. I was gonna say that must, but the intensity of flavor is insane. Yeah, like, and it actually, as much as I joked about the sugar, it doesn't <laughs> taste like sugar. It yeah. tastes like intense fruit. Yeah, you know. And that they said so. Um, so see the little um, name on there, the strawberry rhubarb. So the wait, let me get this right. This the handwriting on the extra jars. Extra fruit jam, handmade in Vermont. Exactly. So um, this is made by Kelt and Christina Naylor, but the label is hand written by Kelt's mom, mm-hmm. the same as it was in 1976. They basically have uh, her name is Dot. They have Dot take out a pen and write a whole page of the flavor name and they put, choose the best one and then they digitally reproduce yeah. it. So basically, she doesn't ever get to retire. She always Boiled down the old-fashioned way with no pectin or preservatives, just fruit and sugar, the way your great-grandmother made it. Mm-hmm. Then is now, the difference is in the taste. If only my great-grandmother made jam. <laughs> Even better than your great-grandmother made You know made what jam. I like so much? The first ingredient mm-hmm. is fruit. Yeah. Then the sugar. Yep. That's so great to see. I love that. And I also will say, like, I, I recently, somebody um, invited me to a little uh, session on canning, which I didn't no. know was a thing. I guess young people are getting into canning. Can nice. I consider myself young still? I hope yes. so. Yes. Uh, are getting I'm young canning. and you're younger than me. There you go. <laughs> and so it was really interesting because I didn't know what pectin was and I didn't know it was in jam and jelly. And when they went through everything that's in it, it, it even, like, when they're talking about home canning, which you mm-hmm. think would be the way your great-grandmother did, they're talking about sugar, pectin, then fruit. Yeah. Which is kind of shocking. So it's so nice to Ooh. see that this is fruit first. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Are you ready for a cup of coffee? I am so ready. I've been eyeing these. I think they're nuts. <laughs> they I are. Don't know. These they're balls Spanish of peanuts. So these are from Lush Gourmet Foods. You may remember them from our salt and pepper box when we had the salt and pepper nuts. Um, so mm. these guys are, these are espresso peanuts. Um, and they are made with the Spanish peanuts, which really, I think, are my favorite anytime somebody's making sort of a sweet or slightly sweet and savory mm-hmm. nut. Um, I like it when people put it in like um, brittle. It's like a good peanut fill. Like I like other peanuts as well, but I like them for like eating at the ballpark and I like them for eating at So butter, speaking but... of the ballpark, may I prove how day class A I am? Yes. So I just ate that and I was like, oh, it's like a Cracker Jack peanut because it oh, has that like yeah. sugared yeah. caramelized mm-hmm. thing that the Cracker Jack peanuts mm-hmm. get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, Without definitely. having to wade through all that stupid popcorn. Mm-hmm. I need a little coffee with it. Um, they make this with uh, the 1924 espresso blend, um, which is Ferris Coffee's house espresso. They roast the espresso um, and uh, and make the, the the nuts with it. This is a recipe. So so basically, uh, Becerra Darovec, who is the founder and creator, um, Becerra has taken like a family recipe and she's working really hard to make flavors that um, are naturally made and, and sort of honor the basic recipe. And um, so everything has, you know, really simple ingredients. 
And um, I just, I think these aren't overly coffee. I think they'll go with everything. I mean, I don't no, know if I I'd like dip there's... it into cheese, but I would eat cheese and, co- cheese and coffee pair so well together. I so. can tell that they're coffee when mm-hmm. I know they're coffee, but I don't think that the first thing I would tell you upon tasting them yep. that they're coffee. So if you're somebody who doesn't like coffee flavor, like I'm not even sure you'll notice. Right, yeah. It's, you know? it's got that... Sort of umami, like a dark chocolate would have. Or well, also, I think like whenever, like I was saying, it's that caramelized feeling also that gets to a kind of burnt thing. I mean, caramel mm-hmm. is on the edge of burned, and sometimes it is burned, and yeah. people go for that. I mean, yeah. hello, burnt caramel. But I, I think coffee has that caramel burnt feeling at the same time, totally. so they're very compatible flavors. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know what time it is now? Pairing time! It's pairing time. All right. So, um, obviously, you know, putting Bail that chef with and the chef everything goes with the chef everything. Yeah. So, like, again, talking about that everything goes with everything here, there should be... There shouldn't be anything we don't absolutely love. Like, I'm, you're going to try the bagel chip. bagel chip, goat cheese. I'm going to triple do it and jam. Mm, oh, yeah. I'm making like myself a, like a everything little bagel with Yeah. With bagel. And everything bagel with jam, which would be a sacrilege, so don't ever say that again. But, okay. <laughs> I'm doing a little of the Prairie Breeze and the lovely jam. I'm doing a lot of jam, apparently. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Finger spreader. Here we go. It's so interesting how, so I'm having the sweet jam with the sweet mm. um, profiled cheddar. And it doesn't get over, it's not, because they're two kind of sweetness. Since that jam is so, like, cooked down and, like, hard. It's actually funny, the jam is almost heartier than the cheese. They play together really nice. You know, sometimes you have like mm-hmm. one sweet thing and you put another yeah. sweet thing with you. Like my teeth need to be brushed now. Okay, that's not what so, I'm doing here. How is that? The almost sourness of the goat cheese mm-hmm. with the lovely sweetness, intense sweetness of the jam, mm-hmm. along with the saltiness of the bagel chip, mm-hmm. is called happy mouth. Nice. Everyone should be this Everyone happy in the mouth. mouth. All right, mm. definitely a winner. A jam Love gonna that. stand up to everything. So. I'm eating some of the St. Albans and some of the nuts. It's like warm and toasty. And, you know, people might ask, like, so what wine do we serve with this? Well, you know, on our card, we list, like, all of the wines you could pair with this. And you can easily go through here and find out, like, which thing is on all three lists. So rosé and sparkling wine are on all three of these. So this would be lovely with like a champagne. Mm. I would actually do like a little mimosa with this. I mean um, mimosa brunch. because it's Hello. brunch, right? Totally. And actually, you know what? I noticed on the label, the strawberry rhubarb jam has orange juice in it. Hmm. So it's kind of perfect for brunch too. So I just tried the not a cheddar but a cheddar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the prairie breeze. The prairie breeze mm-hmm. with the nuts. Mm-hmm. That is a very good combination. Mm-hmm. They because it's like, oh my gosh something about the meltiness of the cheddar and then the crispness mm. of the nut and like you just mush them together in your mouth and it is a delightful mm-hmm. a delightful little trip so many good things so many good things and that again i think is like this is the fun of putting together a cheese plate which is i think it's not just about sometimes i think when people put together a cheese plate they're like i am going to put some lumps of cheese that are individual pieces <laughs> right but what i think you're saying with the curd box is that what you're doing is you're putting together a collection of things that go together. Yes. And when you put together a cheese plate, I think you should always think about everything on the plate goes together. Yeah. It really does. And, you know, and I also want to um, put a nod out there to mm. people who are like, oh, what wine do I have to drink with this? Drink the wine 
you like. Yeah. Um, if you like the cheese and you like the wine, it's very likely they're going to go together. Yes, there are things that won't go together. We give you some guidelines on here. It's usually like there are times that do not call for a really bold red. And there are times that do not call for a like a rich Chardonnay. There are times that do not call for a beer. But if you like it, you should enjoy it. Um, you know, some people are like, okay, well, I've got three different cheeses. Yeah. I need three different wines. I'm like, are you going to tell people to put that wine glass down so they can pour themselves a new glass right. of wine for the next cheese? Well, Drink we, what you like. Can we talk sort of a theory of pairings for just a second? Sure, we can. This is obviously something you're very good at. I and work hard. <laughs> I eat a lot kind of, of things. It's like your job. It's yeah. your job. Um, but so I think people feel that there is a right and a wrong. Right. And one of the things that I like so much that you do at Curds & Co. is you tell people it's not that there's a right or a wrong. There's sort of a better and a worse mm-hmm. or a traditional and a not traditional. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when you – it is both liberating and frightening when you say to people things that pair with this are sweet, salty, and, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Then people are like, wow, that's too many things. I just need the name of three wines. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I want to buy that one. And I, and I understand how intimidating mm-hmm. that can be. But will you talk a little bit about your sort of theory around why that's how you guys do pairings and how you do, like, helping people to find what works? Yeah, so we have um, some really great signage in our store, which is exactly what you're getting in the box every time. We just we just bucket up exactly what you need for the cheeses and the pairings that we put in here um, because people want to mix and match. So what we think of this as is there are so many options out there. And even people who come to our store, like, I know you have honey at home. I know you probably have a jar of olives. I know you have things. You don't need to buy everything from us. We're happy to sell you everything. But you have your own things. So if you know you're buying, so you're just doing a whole bunch of cheddars. You're like, I I like all of these cheddars. They're all a little different. I tried them at the store. I'm going to buy them. And cheddar goes with all six flavor profiles. I know I have nuts at home. I know I have pickles at home. So it also goes with sweet and it also goes with spicy. So show me something sweet and spicy here, and then I can go home and make a plate, and my cheddar can experience all of those different flavors. A little sweet, a little spicy, a little, and and it just lets you taste that cheese. It's different with everything you pair it with. Yes. And there are no wrongs, and we try to tell people, so when you're pairing two things together, um, what we ideally want you to do is is try two things that you like already. Like, mm-hmm. I like this cheese and I like these nuts. And when I eat them together, I like them both more. That's not always the case. Sometimes you like them both together, or you like them both apart, and when you eat them together, you like one less. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you like one more. Sometimes you didn't like one, and now that you eat them together, you like them both. We had a great event um, this week. It was a blindfolded event. We don't let people come in until they put a blindfold on, and then we feed them food. <laughs> we make them eat it. And we did a beautiful grilled cheese sandwich, but it was a cranberry walnut, cranberry pecan bread. And it had um, our regular grilled cheese, but blue cheese on it. And we served it with a sweet Moscato wine. And so we served the wine first and and we knew, we know like sweet wine, some people just don't care for. They would Mm -hmm. never pick it. They're fine drinking it, but they're like, I wouldn't want a whole glass of this. And we know blue cheese is something a lot of people like and some people really don't like. After they had eaten that, and by the way, every single person ate the entire grilled cheese, blindfolded, I asked, how many of you didn't care for the wine and after having it with the grilled cheese, like the wine? And 
three people raised their hand. Everybody else just liked it all mm -hmm. the time. But three people said, I didn't like it, and now I, I like do. It. And um, so nobody who didn't care for it didn't like it. We, so mm -hmm. everybody ended up liking that because we paired it with a grilled cheese. We did the same thing with the, with the blue cheese. Mm -hmm. How many of you don't like blue cheese? Raise your hand. How many of you liked it better as the sandwich right. and with this wine? And, and those people all kept their hands up. So pairing can make food better. Pairing can make things worse, too. One of the things we like to stay away from is bitter food. Because mm. bitter in a cheese is um, usually seen as a defect. So we don't necessarily want to pair it with bitter. Um, because um, two bitter things together uh, sort of magnify the bitter. Um, so if you have a cheese and cheese ages and sometimes it'll get more bitter as it ages... And it's fine until you eat it with something that's got some other bitterness. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't eat this cheese. Is you this taste why it sweet. Uh, brushing my teeth is great and mm -hmm. eating grapes is great. Yes. But eating grapes after brushing my teeth yeah, that's is terrible. the same terrible. kind of thing. They're, neither of those are bitter, but it's the same. Yes, it's yes. that same like, whoa, yes. I like to brush my teeth and have, but I don't like drinking orange juice after I brush my right. teeth. So anyway, so we have some favorites. Do you have a favorite? I do. I mean, I have to say I've, I have, of course, stuffed my face all around here. What I would say is by <laughs> itself, if I could only have one thing off this plate, mm -hmm. it's a St. Albans, like without nice. question. I thought so. But from a pairing point of view, I really, I would say that the goat cheese is my least favorite by itself, but it is my most favorite mm. in a pairing. I really like bagel chip, goat cheese, strawberry mm -hmm. rhubarb jam. That is fabulous. I also was thinking of that the cheddar with the nut was not going to be good. I try, actually, believe it or not. I try yeah. to screw you over. Yeah, you always A little do. bit. And <laughs> like, Has it worked yet? And try some weird things and be like, oh, this doesn't actually all go together. <laughs> but, and, I, and amazingly enough, it truly yeah. did go together so nicely, so well. Enhance the flavors of both parts. So, yeah. I mean, I would say... This is definitely a box I also feel like you could make hors d'oeuvres from. Mm -hmm. Like, you could grab the bagel chips, the goat cheese, and the rhubarb and make a ton of hors d'oeuvres, heat up the, mm -hmm. you know, St. Albans, and chop up the cheddar, mm -hmm. and then throw the nuts out, and you would have, like, a beautiful thing mm -hmm. with partially plated hors d'oeuvres, and, like, just that also takes your cheese plate a step up, right. when instead of having just chunks of things, you yeah. actually take the time to take a couple components. Yeah. And combine them. You don't have together. to work hard to make this look genius. No, and you know, when I was a little girl, my mm -hmm. mother knew that I was crafty and liked yes. food both at the same time. So when she would have a dinner party, she would put me in charge uh, of the slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> making <laughs> all the little hors d'oeuvres. And I remember sitting for hours at the kitchen counter, like rolling grapes and Roquefort cheese mm -hmm. and nuts and, you yeah. know, putting, like wrapping bacon around oh. scallops with toothpicks and watermelon rind and nice. just like, all sorts of crazy stuff. And it was like, they were tiny little things that were really usually like three ingredients, yep. but you knew that people were delighted. Yeah, definitely. You know. That's funny. When my, my mom will still bring this up, like every time I come home, for a party uh, to keep me busy in the kitchen once she mm. sit, like sat me up on the counter and she gave me a cookbook and I think some paper and said make me a bookmark wow which was great except what I did and how I understood that was mark up the book <gasps> so her favorite sweet potato recipe to this day is covered with lots of pen marks from, from yours truly yeah. and she never asked me to make her a bookmark again so that's good so, anyways, that's it for this month. We've got lots of exciting things to do. Um, you know, I'm going to put a call out there to all of you who um, get the box, don't get the box, no friends who would like to get the box, to let people know curdbox.com. Go there, add your name to the list so you can find out about this Kickstarter that's going. You're going to help a small, woman-owned, 
local company trying to make big ideas happen and trying to bring curd boxes to anyone in the country who wants a curd box. Um, so if you enjoy this, if you enjoy the idea of the box, um, that's how you can reach us. Um, you can... Um, if I may also interrupt yes, you. please do. But I want to say, you know, one of the thing, very nice things you did recently is there's a local homeless women's shelter, and yeah. you just recently donated to them... We did. ...some food to make. So it's, you know, it's more than just being a local business. I think you're very involved in the community, and and I think that's an important thing to support, We do. Too. We do. We're um, taking Raclette out to a senior center tomorrow, and, uh, yeah, we support uh, Women's Lunch Place... Um, it's a great way for us to, when, when food needs to be eaten, um, we can send really great food. Like how great is that? That these women who could use a little help up and a little pat on the back. What I love about them is Mm -hmm. like, um, uh, when they eat lunch, there's flowers on the tables. They like treat them with respect and how better to treat somebody with dignity and respect than with really, really, really good food. So we're super excited to be able to help them out. That's very nice. Um, Julie, tell people about your other podcasts. Ah, so, like I said, I'm an artist, so if you're interested in art and a very sarcastic woman who happens to be my mother and likes to criticize me on air, then you can listen to the Adventures in Arting podcast. Excellent. All right, so you can follow Julie at WhatJulieAte. You can follow, uh, let's see, Side Hill Farms is at Side Hill Farm. Um, You can follow Spielman Bagels at Spielman S. P-I-E-L-M-A-N Bagels. You can follow Vermont Creamery at Vermont Creamery. They're in there twice, so you can follow them both times. Um, (laughs) Milton Creamery says they are not on Instagram yet, but they said if you do hashtag Milton Creamery, you will get some lovely photos and posts from all their fans around the country, and there are a lot of them. And uh, Lush Gourmet, Lush Nuts um, at Lush Gourmet. You can follow Curdbox at Curdbox or our store or and our store at Curds and Co. And this has been another great box. It's been great to have you. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.